Savage Sports Pod. Yep, yep, the Savage Sports Pod. Um, I'll start by apologizing for yesterday. I know we normally do our college stuff, and those that actually tune in and actually watch us were probably looking forward, wondering where we were at. Didn't post anything up, but work took effect on this one, so we kind of had to cancel that. So don't worry. We're going to catch y'all up tonight. We're going to hit some NFL and some NCAA football. So we're going to get y'all spooled up on it. This is what we got to do. You know what I mean? Work is work. This is our side work. So we still got to put a little bit of money on the table. Can't argue with that one, right? So I guess we're going to head up first. Let's, let's go ahead and start with the NCAA football. We left y'all hanging on that, so we're going to go ahead and kick off with that one. I guess the big news that everything came out was Ohio State. Granted, yes, they're 4-0. They're in the Big Ten. Big Ten started late. But they canceled two games because of COVID-19. Now, when they started the season, they did put out the information talking about they have to play a certain amount of games to be eligible for the BCS championship or a certain amount of games has to be canceled before they can even be eligible for their own conference championship, which was roughly about two games each. So each team had to play about six games. Now, the issue was initially it's supposed to be eight games that they're supposed to play to be eligible for their conference championship. So with Ohio State only playing four in roughly three games left on the season, and hopefully none of those get canceled or they don't pick up another game later on from someone else that got canceled, it's not really looking very, very likely like they're going to make their own conference championship, much less BCS championship. Well, let's be real. I mean, who's Ohio State really played? I mean, be real about it. Be honest about it. Who's Ohio State played? Like, legitimately. Who have they beaten? The Indiana would be like the biggest one they've played so far that they did beat. Right. But now their season's probably gone because their starting quarterbacks hurt. Penix is out. So, like, legitimately, Ohio State's played. They haven't really played anybody. No, they haven't really played. You know, Alabama's played the SEC schedule. So, Notre Dame's played Clemson. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – I don't know. It's it's hard to count for me to count Ohio State in. At this yeah. Point of I mean, their only saving grace is when they have played, they've been running up the score. They've been putting up heck of stats, point blank. And, yeah. and they're doing what they're supposed to do against lesser competition. Yeah. Indiana gave them a run for the money. Maryland was supposed to be a pretty good game for them, or at least a test in middle, maybe a little bit, considering what Maryland have been doing on certain weeks. But they haven't really played a whole bunch. The Big Ten is not what it was supposed to be. Penn State definitely ain't what it was supposed to be. Um, Wisconsin started off strong, and then they got knocked off by Northwestern. Northwestern is the only other undefeated team, I believe, in the Big Ten. So Michigan doesn't count. Michigan State don't count. Um, Nebraska has just still been Nebraska. They've been putting up fights but haven't been capitalizing really. So, I mean, as far as taking any kind of power the Big Ten really, really did have for any of the BCS standing, it's almost null and void considering what has happened. Michael Murdoch, I agree with your comment. Uh, the, the majority of the SEC is trash, but at the same time, Texas A&M's got a good ball team. Uh, Florida, much as pains me to say it looks good uh georgia's got us up and downs um but they're still a decent ball team uh, yeah i would put any of those teams up against ohio state and texas a&m and georgia would give ohio state a run for their in my opinion possibly should but that's been the same thing it's either the first half a team is keeping up with Ohio State or the second half they're trying to put up a fight and Ohio State slacks off. That's what happened with Indiana. They slacked off. But the other games, it was just complete domination after the first quarter or a quarter and a half either way. Ohio State has been putting up roughly about 47 points a game. Um, I would say their biggest weakness literally would have been their secondary. And that's the biggest weakness. And that's going to be one of the downfalls for them possibly going to play Texas A&M passing school, not necessarily running school. Your DBs are going to have to sit there and work for it if your defensive line isn't stepping up. So, but the bigger issue is if Ohio State is not in the BCS running, 
who's going to fill their spot? Mm, I'm throwing Florida and Texas a and in there. Their, their record looks better than – who they've played looks better than who Ohio State's played. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I, I hate Florida with a passion, obviously. I cannot stand the Gators, but they deserve it more than Ohio State at this point. Yeah. I will not argue with that one, even though they have the one loss record. Like I said, the only difference would be possibly giving one of the undefeated teams, granted their conference is weaker. Like, yeah, Michael Murdoch, Cincinnati, give them at least a chance. What's the worst case that can happen? Any other team you throw in there is you know is going to get blown out by either Alabama or Clemson or possibly Notre Dame. So, I mean, honestly, what what's the worst? Bump that, and I ain't trying to see BYU and Cincinnati get blown out in the playoffs. What's going to happen to Florida anyway? Or Texas A&M? Yeah, I don't see a Man, I, I, I'm not a fan of Jimbo Fisher after what he did to Florida State, but Jimbo Fisher's a good coach. So, I can't. Jimbo Fisher can coach. He's not going to get blown out. I ain't saying they're going to get blown out completely, but I don't see them putting up much more of a fight than what Cincinnati would do. That's my that's my objective opinion about it. Yeah, BYU, yeah, they stood up. At least Cincinnati has a track record of at least winning the past couple of years. BYU, they had done it for a long, long time, but they had played it in a very, very weak conference. That's that's literally the downside to BYU. But if you're going to mention Florida or Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama, even Northwestern, depending on what happens, I would say just go ahead and give Cincinnati the shot. Go ahead and put the underdog. Like last night, I think we were watching the movie um, Glory about Texas Western back in 1945, started the first all-five black team in NCAA history. Hey, it don't matter. Basketball and football is different. Oh, they're two different sports. You can be at a trash, like a low-level college and have a jam-up basketball team. Like you can. Like North Carolina and Duke just got their butts whooped in basketball by a little no names. I mean. Yeah. I get it. You can't compare it to football. Okay, what about Boston College trying to knock off Clemson? Even though they didn't have sunshine, they gave on Notre Dame a run for the money. That's uh, – every dog has his day. Exactly my point. Let Cincinnati at least get a whirl at it. Worst case scenario, they put up a fight or they win. Best case scenario. More than likely, yes, they get beat. But the same thing is going to happen with Florida, A&M, Georgia, Northwestern. All of them are going to get beat regardless. I'm not putting Georgia in there, though. I wouldn't either. I think Georgia would give Ohio State a run for their money, but I'm not putting them in there. I'm putting Florida and Texas A&M in over Ohio State based on what I've seen this season. Tell me who Ohio State's beat that's worth anything other than Indiana. Nothing right now. Not Not unless they make it to the Big Ten Championship and possibly Northwestern or Michigan don't – they ain't going to make anything. I mean, other than Northwestern right now, Indiana was in the in the mix in Ohio State. Those were the three power schools right now in the Big Ten. So, yeah, until they actually knock them off, then yeah, it, it ain't gonna really matter. Alabama's not winning the ship. Clemson's gonna destroy Alabama if they make it. Uh, Clemson Dabo's got Saban's number, Ray Johnson. Y'all just need to take that to the bank. So, yeah, that's not happening. Alabama ain't win another. That's not happening. Not on Dabo's watch. No, no. But aside from Ohio State, yeah, they played Michigan State this week. Or supposed to play Michigan State this week. So, yeah, I'm going Ohio State in that one. Yeah, that's that's hands down. I might even say, let me give a point spread. I'm going to go Ohio State by 24. Man. I'm going to say 17. All right. But Michigan State's losing regardless. That's <laughs> consensus. Ohio State ain't played in what two weeks, three weeks. Uh, so they're gonna two. be rusty. They're gonna come out rusty. Yeah, like the beginning of the season, start off a little bit rusty. Hopefully, well, no, they ain't been able to practice, so they ain't gonna do any good for their secondary. 
yeah, they're missing key players, but when has that ever really bothered Ohio State missing key players? Let's be real. They lost two quarterbacks in one season and still won a national championship. Who'd they beat, Ray Johnson? You want to answer that? Who did Ohio State beat that ship? Was it the Tide? Or oh, the third-string quarterback at that? Yeah, yes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So I'm not even worried about Ohio State missing key players. They lose half of their team every single year, and they still come out wrecking shop. So, I mean, no, that's that's not even an argument regardless. Um, yep. But let, let's hit up your squad real quick. What's FSU season looking like? Uh, well, we thought it was over with, and then uh, there's been transfers out. It's, it's amazing how many kids Florida State has lost in the last two weeks to opting out. Uh, FSU is – they're going to continue a season. They they rescheduled the Duke game for December 12th. Uh, they're going to – they added Wake Forest for December 19th. Uh, it's all money grab at this point. Like, you've lost a lot of money from not playing Clemson, not playing Virginia. So now you're trying to grab money at this point. And that's the only reason they did it. Uh, you've lost a lot of key players to the transfer portal now, or they opted out. Uh, so, like, in my lifetime, I've never seen Duke beat Florida State other than in basketball. And December 12th, I'm probably going to have to watch Duke beat Florida State in a game of football. True. Something I never thought I'd see. Yeah, Duke beating Florida State is – it's like finding a needle in the landfill. It's been, been built up for 30 years. <laughs> but this isn't, this isn't Florida State and anymore. It's, it's not what we grew up on. So you're looking at easily a four- or five-year rebuild right now. I mean, It could be the best thing for them. You got to think Penn State had that where they lost completely all their scholarships and have four years' worth of nothing in – they did get Barkley out of that, though, hands down, which was probably their best, best case scenario. And he led that team to a bunch of victories. So, I mean, it could only take one player and a couple of the decent players. So, The thing with Florida State is, as a fan base, we've never seen this. We've never experienced what the Gators have experienced, what Miami's experienced, what Alabama fans experienced during the late 90s, early 2000s. We've never experienced this. This is new. Losing's not our thing. We've spent the last 30, 40 years being one of the most dominant programs in college football. And that's a fact. And I'll debate anybody on that. Uh, oh, my God. Bama is going to dominate LSU. Are we really even going to bring LSU into this? Yeah, uh, that's an easy game. Um, I don't even think that's even worth talking about. LSU won national championship and lost pretty much – first two games of the season, almost the third one. So, no, of course, Alabama's going to win. That's not even debatable. But, yeah. And Ray Johnson used your term, dumpster fire, FSU. That is, <laughs> FSU is a dumpster fire. But we'll move away from FSU. Let's talk, uh, well, they already brought the Alabama-LSU game up. So, let's move on to Texas A&M-Auburn. I think uh, the Aggies win this easily. Auburn has been sloppy all year. Uh, they got the brakes beat off of them by Alabama last week. So uh, this team ain't, yeah, they're not, they're not a good team. Uh, yeah, but Auburn always has their two upset games of the season, though. You know they always do it. Miraculous, miracles, fourth quarters, whatever you want to call it. Um, Auburn always has their upset games. And Georgia was already one of them. They do, but Auburn's not going to – they're not going to beat Texas a I don't think they are either, unless it's going to come down to some lucky stuff. Their defense is going to have to make a whole bunch of stops for them to have a chance. And, and Ray Johnson is right. Bobby Bowden is on the Mount Rushmore of coaches. That dude changed Florida State. He he built that program. He Bobby Bowden, you can actually credit uh, Bobby Bowden for building the ACC because the ACC wasn't about crap till Florida State joined. Like ACC Clemson. was always great. No, they wasn't. In basketball, yeah, football. The ACC was never nothing in football. Clemson would be nothing without Florida State, and you can bet the books on that. Our little sister in, in South Carolina would be nothing without us. You just adopted Clemson? Oh, yeah, they are little, they are little sisters. We, we let them win here for a few years, and once we bounce back, we'll be beating the brakes off them again. True, true. So let, let's go talk about this next one then. Let's see – 
what is your prediction? How bad is Florida going to beat Tennessee? Not whether or not Florida's going to win, <laughs> but how bad are they going to beat them? <laughs> Florida's, Florida's going to beat them by 30 points. Tennessee is sloppy, man. They look like straight garbage. I thought they would improve under Jeremy Pruitt this year, but they did not. So, Florida by 30 points, in my opinion. I'm going to take 27 on you. All right. 27, Florida. What about Wisconsin? They got a – who is it, Illinois? Indiana. 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 Are you, are you taking on that one? I'm still going to go Wisconsin. They lost Northwestern, uh, granted, but like I said, Northwestern have been stepping it up. The past three years, Northwestern has given people a run for the money. Everyone that they shouldn't necessarily be beating, they've been beaten, whether it's on the passing game or the defensive side of it, but – who is it? Who's my wide receiver? Was it was it Cooper Cup that came from Northwestern? No, I think he came from somewhere else. Or was it um, San Francisco's? Dante Pettis? Pettis came from Northwestern. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, he set a couple of records while he was up there, but Northwestern has stepped it up. They've, they've given out some nice defensive players, especially on the linebacker side of it. And whatever they're doing, it's working. That's all I know. So, Wisconsin. I'm going Wisconsin because Penix Jr.'s out. Indiana starting to be is out. So, I'm going Wisconsin all day just for yeah. that simple reason. Hey, Wisconsin's defense stepped it up too, though. I mean, not Wisconsin, but Indiana's defense stepped it up. So, but Wisconsin, I say, is still going to take it hands down. That's not even going to be. Yeah. It should be a great down. college football on this weekend. Yeah. It's really not. So, for the fans, I got one question. Is Harbaugh going this year, or is he get another year just because he is Harbaugh? You got to – it It depends on what his buyout is, I think. And I think it depends on how much money Michigan's lost through this COVID business, right? If Harbaugh's got a $15 million buyout, I mean, and you've lost probably – a hundred million. I mean, there's a problem. But you're still losing a whole bunch of fans also. Washington State was Cooper Cup. There we go. There yep. we go. Yep. I knew he was somewhere up there. <laughs> Definitely knew he was somewhere up there. Steve Kirkland, I was kind of with you because as much trash as Dabo talked, I think it fired Nor uh, Norvell up a little bit because he come back out swinging in a press conference. So I kind of was hoping to see Florida State and Clemson just see if Florida State would respond on the field to all that crap Dabo talked. But yeah. Dabo don't want none. Dabo don't want none of Florida State. He dodged us. He wasn't ready. He, he said he wasn't coming. He said he was not coming back. Mike Norville said, I will pay for y'all to come back. At, at, when he said that in that press conference, I fell out. He ain't ready. But, he don't want none of that. No, he don't want no smoke. Nope. Two and six, Florida State. <laughs> They've got promise, though. They do. In about four years. <laughs> <laughs> True, true, very true. Hey, because, all right, so let's go up on the NFL. For one, I talked a little bit of trash last time when my brother was on the show with Stacey Gresham talking about get us famous ESPN status. It says Stephen F.A. Austin ain't got nothing on me. I'll give him a run for the money. So to start this one out, Austin – I might be a little bit sorry if you ever, ever see this podcast that, you know, I called you out because what I got to say is you, you, you back my boys up. D hearing you backed him up and you put him in that running for the MVP up there with Patrick Mahomes. So my apologies. Good call. I know Sam ain't agreeing with it per se, but it's all right. It, it happens. But yes, Derrick Henry for MVP is my almost still go. Tighten up on that one. But <laughs> let's go. This this week, it isn't really filled with a whole bunch of good, good games. It honestly is not. It's almost as bad as the college right now. <clears throat> the first game I'm going to hit, man, would be Browns at the Titans. Now, I only say this game because both teams are 8-3. and three. Browns go play Pittsburgh. <clears throat> 
well, I mean, the Browns don't play Pittsburgh, but they're behind Pittsburgh. Titans top of their division, followed up by the Colts. I don't remember the last time I saw the Browns at eight and three, ever. Ever, ever. They're overrated. I think Tennessee wins it easily. I say Tennessee's going to get them. I think their plus side is they got Nick Chubb back, too, though, when he came back as a wrecking ball. So, I mean, this is one of those games you're honestly going to see two wrecking ball running backs going at it for the most part because their quarterbacks are more game managers with their one wide receiver here and there. It's going to be a run-run game, and depending on whose defense steps up a little bit more is going to be the winner. But I think the Titans do take it, but the Browns, with their roster they've had over the past two years with all the trades they made where they got OBJ and then Jarvis Landry traded out for a good safety, got Miles Garrett on the defense, you went and picked up Baker, you got Nick Chubb, and then Kareem Hutton gets in trouble, and then you get to sign another number one running back as your backup. Their team should have been completely lit last year, but it's, it's not. I mean, aside from the Steelers right now in their division, aside, the sad part is the Browns would be the top of the division if Pittsburgh was not in there. Pittsburgh's had a cakewalk. Oh, we're going to hit Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had a cakewalk BS schedule. Let's just get that out of the way. They are not, they are not who they appear to be. All right. So I, I agree with you on that one. Pittsburgh, they've got pieces. The running game is not what it used to when Bell was there and then Connor initially took over. The running game is not there. Receiver-wise, this is probably their best receiving core since Heinz Ward was there with A.B. Um, but overall, like, they went to the wire with Dallas. And then last night pretty much had trouble putting away the third string of the Ravens. I know some of y'all are going to get me. They're not it. Steelers ain't it. Just no. Not out. They're not. They, that cakewalk schedule has given them their record. I mean, yeah. honestly. The plus, side, the plus side I can say for the Steelers, y'all are still 11-0, and y'all still have closed out the games, which is what the NFL is about, is closing out the games. But let's, let's take a look at what the Steelers got coming up. The Steelers got Washington. Um which is going to be a cakewalk. They got the Bengals followed by the Browns. Those three games they should dominate. The two games that I'm saying they should watch out for are the Bills and the Colts. Those two are going to test if they're going to finish this, this season 16-0. Bills going to get them. I think they will. I think Bills they will. Speaking of them Bills right now, next game, Bills and 49ers. 49ers are coming off an upset win. I ain't going to say who they beat, but they're coming off an upset win. Um, still missing Kittle. Garoppolo isn't technically the quarterback that they thought he was going to be. <clears throat> Receiving core stays hurt. Your running backs, you was down to your fourth string practice squad running back at one point, but you did get Moster back. Feast or famine for the 49ers? Bill's going to beat the brakes off of them. Famine it is. <laughs> I, think, I don't bet against Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's a real deal. I don't bet against him. He did lose the one team, though. That's luck. <laughs> you know how many memes they got off of that stiff arm, man? That was one of the nastiest stiff arms in a long time. It really was. <laughs> That was almost like beast mode with the Saints. Running down the, the sideline for 75 yards and just throws a dude forward and then just tiptoes and then sprints on in with the elbow drop at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Yes, but the Bills, Josh Allen, MVP talks, Josh Allen needs to go up in there along with Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to say. There's not really many running backs. There's not really a whole bunch of receivers that I can even think of that even name that come close to the MVP race. I mean, Michael Thomas hasn't been dominating. Diggs has been doing his thing. I mean, it's more rookie of the year is pretty much that you would have to worry about than MVPs. And most of those are the wide receivers. Yeah, I agree with you. 
Yeah, Bills got them, 49ers, 17. Yeah. That's my pick, 17 points. Bills are going to beat them, bye. I'll so, say, I'm going to say 14. I'm going to undercut you, 14. I see how it is. I got you. It wouldn't be anything if you didn't. <laughs> All right, so last game, and then I'm, I'm going to throw some facts at y'all here in a little bit. Let's Sam, you, you want the NFC, Sam? Oh, you're talking about the Rams versus Cardinals, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's Jared Goff's going to show up? Is it going to be the Jared Goff that showed up last week, or is it going to be the Jared Goff that showed up here, you know, when they beat Seattle? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going Rams just because the defense is so nasty, but it's going to be a toss-up. I, I think it's going to be decided with a field goal. It'd be a toss-up, like the Hail Mary to D. Hopkins. They did lose to the Pats last week, though. Yeah, but, man, I, it, like I said, what Jerry Goff's going to show up? He's, he's one yeah. week he throws 400 yards and three touchdowns, and the next week he's got three picks. So, Yeah. The downside is the Rams need this victory, hands down. They have to have this victory to even stay in con- – in contention with it because right now it's the Seahawks that are at the top of the NFC West and followed by the Card well followed by the actually the Rams yeah so if the Cardinals knock them off that's gonna give them one spot up above them and they gotta play the Cardinals back to back um this week and last week of the season but the Rams don't have an easy schedule man they got the Seahawks in there with it yeah it's 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 gonna be a tough road to the playoffs for the Rams yeah Definitely so. Definitely so. I mean, most of the games that are coming up, like at least the playoff teams, the current playoff teams, none of their schedules are really easy. The easiest schedule that anyone has out of any of the playoff teams right now is the Cowboys. And it's sad to say they're probably going to win their division. And right now the Giants are at the top of their division with the Cowboys. All right, check this. If anybody hasn't really looked, the Cowboys' last couple of games, they have the Bengals, the Eagles, the Giants, and then end the season with the 49ers and the Ravens. Yeah, they could easily win their division. <laughs> they, they honestly could. That's sad, man. That, that God, the NFC East is so trash. It is so trash. <laughs> It really is. It really, really is. I mean. Like, none of them deserve to get in the playoffs. Not one team from there deserves to get in the playoffs. And they, one of them's getting it. And it's so sad, dude. Like, NFL's got to make some changes. <laughs> like, to make the playoffs, you got to have a winning record. You know, something. Yeah, but that would take, that would throw around the whole season. I mean, it would mess up the whole divisions for one. Unless you literally just take the top six teams out of each division and have them play either way it goes with the most the winning record. But then if you win your division, then you're pretty much screwed. I mean, I guess you could. You're looking at a possible six and 10 team. They ain't going to make it six and 10. They're going to be five and 11. So, see, I mean, that's (laughs) that's garbage. Yeah, I agree with Ray Johnson. They should do away with the divisions. Just do away with it. Yeah, but they use that to make their schedule, too, though. I mean. Oh, you could make a schedule without a division. You could. It would be a lot of traveling, but you could. So, I mean, the Rams played a ton of games on the East Coast this year. They went to Dallas. They went to Philly. They went to New York, I think. Yeah. So, I mean – they spent a lot of time on the East Coast. They went to Miami. So, I mean, it's not like they can't do it. That's because the East Coast is better than the West Coast, man. <clears throat> it's a proven fact. No. The Definitely. South is where it's at. East Coast. All about the East Coast. You got the trash takes tonight. <laughs> so, let's talk about a different team that has – possibly a slight chance. Dolphins. They're in the playoff picture right now. 
but they're only a game behind the Bills. And they have the Bengals, the Chiefs, which they're probably going to lose. They play the Patriots, Raiders, and then finish up with the Bills. I only see two losses. And that's Chiefs and Bills. Yep, the Bills got 49ers, Steelers, Broncos, Pats, and Dolphins. So that's, that's a gravy schedule right there. Be real about it. That's gravy. The Bills got a cakewalk to the playoffs. Yeah. But if they just happen to mess up somewhere down that line, that means the Dolphins might take them and I don't see them possibly getting pushed out of the playoffs. That would take a couple of extra, extra things to happen and I don't see anyone else really pushing for that one. Is Mm. As long as Miami leaves to turn his knee over on the uh, bench, then yeah. be, just stick with Fitzmagic, leave that bum Tua on the bench where he belongs, uh, give him some towels to pass out to the real football players, and uh, they might win. They might win out. Stick with Fitzmagic. True. I, I agree. Fitzpatrick, yeah. Magic man, he give the man a run for his money. Let him have what he's got right now. Just let him run it. If you see him start pulling some, I'm gonna say it, Sam, but don't get mad, don't get mad at me. Some Jamison Winston stuff, got it. Bench him. <laughs> Bench him. Let Tua do what he's he's supposed to do. Apparently he came in clutch at Alabama and won a national title. But until that happens, let Fitch run with it. That would be the Bills' worst nightmare is if they have to face Fitzpatrick. I mean, otherwise, yeah, the AFC is not going to really change too much. Most of those teams are going to be solidified, and then there's no one else really pushing for a playoff spot out of any of those teams. The Raiders are too far back, in my opinion. Uh, Pats don't deserve it. Broncos suck. Lions suck. Texans suck. Jags, Falcons. I mean, there ain't nobody. The only other team that's on the bubble right now are the Colts, and nobody's really even pushing them out. Yeah. Now, NFC, on the other hand, hey, (laughs) NFC West, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, eight and three, seven, four, six and five, and all that can flip around in two to three weeks easily. Easily, very easily. Then who who else we got? NFC South. All right, you got the Bucks. Thanks in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much going to be a solidified unless the Saints drop some. I say their biggest hurdle is going to be the Vikings. They only got four games left. Falcons are two of those, and then the Lions. But if the Saints keep playing uh, Tim Tebow 2.0, they're going to end up getting themselves some some L's. They got to they 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 are stupid. I mean that game against the Broncos was the most boring crap I've ever watched. I don't know who had the worst quarterback either. Look, I'm not even going to hate on that one. The Saints are back or the Tebow Jr. (laughs) Look, I would say this one. Yes, Hill is jacking up everybody's fantasy standings with the Saints. I got Kamara and dude got me six points. Never, ever, ever seen Kamara give me six points. The dude got hurt before and still got me more than six points. (laughs) Play Jameis, damn it. They might. They might. If he'll still win, and they ain't going to change it, though. You know that ain't going to happen. They're not going to be dumb like Miami. You can't tell me that that head coach watched that game film against the Broncos and said, yep, I'm just going to stick with this guy. No, that, that is stupid. I will say this much. Even with Von Miller gone, their whole receiving core completely demolished, losing all their quarterbacks – Speaking of, I'm going to hit on the quarterbacks, too, though. I forgot about that big change in the NFL. The Broncos' defense has not been bad this year. They ain't won, but that defense has gave everybody fits. If there's anything to take away from this season for the Broncos, just know that your defense is pretty much on par. it's, It's that. There's not really much you can do about it besides maybe get a future cornerback. You don't have anything to worry about on your defense. You get Von Miller back. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's all on the offensive side. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But uh, who else we got? Who else we got? Oh, God. 
<clears throat> Falcons are not going to win out. No. That's not happening. Nope. No. No. Not at all. Not at all. Not a chance in the world that they're going to win out. No, Matt Ryan, y'all's downfall. Yeah. Seven teams, playoffs, the Falcons will not be one of them. Nope. Unless Tom Brady goes down, you're not winning out. <laughs> Plus, do you really want to see the Falcons go back to the playoffs and get demolished like they did by the Patriots? No. Nah. No, it's, it's not happening. It's, it's not happening. The Bears got a better chance of going. <laughs> With Trubisky. That's bad. <laughs> but let's talk about the quarterbacks. Um, you did see about the implementation of having one quarterback just completely designated as their COVID-19 protocol, right? No, I haven't seen that. All right. So NFL, because of what happened with the Broncos, pretty much with the Ravens, um, each team has a contingency plan to have a quarterback completely isolated from the practice squads, from the scrimmage team, second team, and first team in case COVID-19 strikes anybody else like it did the Broncos. Now, not all the teams have backup quarterbacks in the practice squad. For one, like the Patriots, we're looking at Julian Edelman. Um, lavish not for Jacksonville. And different players like that, they used to have quarterback profiles, like even when they came out of high school, if they played quarterback or like a little bit in college. So that way each team at least still has a quarterback that they can pull up. But yeah, none of these quarterbacks are getting any kind of communication, any kind of chemistry with their teams though. So, I mean, what's the difference between putting out a receiver who's actually been the offense or having somebody run the wildcat all game long if you're going to pull up a quarterback that doesn't even practice with your team because everybody got COVID? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It, it don't make sense to me. No. I get you want to have a contingency plan, but if they're only doing video conferences and just reading over film, they have no practice time. You're going to get your quarterback that's supposed to be your backup, and he's going to come out looking like Jamarcus Russell or Ryan Leaf. We'd be out there looking on a Sunday like, is that Butterbean as a quarterback? You're basically going to be watching the Saints and Broncos all over again. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. They're going to call Mike Allstott up and be like, here, you run quarterback. <laughs> Just run him up the middle every play. You getting first downs. You know, you get three or four yards a play. Yeah. Mike Mike was a dude that he would break it, though. Like, and then he would just find a DB to run over. Man, I miss those guys like that, man. There's nobody else like that in the NFL now. No, nobody right now. I, I did have somebody in mind that reminded me of, well, I would take that back. Hill reminds me of, old school to a certain extent only when he runs the ball. Tim Tebow. No, not even. Oh, God, no, man. No, no, you, you about to make me say bad words. No, not even close to Tim Tebow. There was nobody like Mike Allstott. There's not really anybody like the bus. Um, who was my big boy? Rodney Dane, Brandon Jacobs. Hey, I'll take it way back. Christian Okoye. Yeah. For the yeah. Chiefs. But now, let me get to my favorite, favorite, favorite player that everybody hated and loved at the same time. Jeremy Shockey. That dude catches the ball. He would sit there and have a straight shot down the field and would turn towards the middle of the field to that one safety just so he could mush him in the ground. Shockey's a former Kane, so. I don't care. You're going to tell me you're going to hate on Shockey. Yeah. Bro, look, I know you you the NFL guy. I'm a college guy. If you play for Miami or Florida, then you could go you know where. You can eat a bag of you know what. 
because I ain't. All right, so let's pretend Shockey never went to the U, okay, and he still went to the NFL. You're going to hate on the way that Shockey played. Yep. You can't get that trash uniform off him. I seen him play in the college. I can't, I can't, I can't hide it. The only person I respect for that played for uh, uh, Miami is uh, Sean Taylor. That's it. Herschel Walker? James is trash. Shockey's trash. Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker played for Georgia. What you said? What you thinking about? Who you thinking about? It might not be Herschel, Herschel but I'm thinking of that whole little group where they brought out Willis McGahee, Frank Gore. Um, Dallas had two or three of the running backs at one point in time where they just literally the U gave out like four or five running backs back to back to back to back into the All NFL. Trash. Oh my God! I'll take Wart Dunn over all of them. Thank you, Ray Johnson. Shockey was a beast. Zeke, yes. Ray Johnson, no, nothing. And Zeke oh, my God. Too. Oh, my God. Look, regardless Adrian of the James fact. Is trash. I don't care. Adrian James <gasps> trash. Sam, you sure you got to go back to work? I think you've been drinking a little bit. Hey, look. <laughs> Warren Sapp, I like Warren Sapp. Yeah, Ray Lewis was good, too. Yeah, Ray Johnson's got point. Ray Lewis. Everything's good. I no, nah, Jeremy Shockey was a beast. I just got to say, I got to talk crap on him. because. Okay, okay, God. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, man, you about to be banned. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll take Derrick Brooks over Ray Lewis. I'll take Deion Sanders over Ed Reed. And I'll take uh, – Okay. Uh, I'll take uh, – his name, he played for the Vikings forever, a Florida, a Florida State defensive tackle. Like, I think his last name was Alexander, and I can't remember. But I will remember. I'll take him over Sap. I'm gonna take Randy Bullock. How about that? How about that? <laughs> true, true. But yeah, it, it's not a whole bunch. It's definitely not a whole bunch left. But that's what it reminds me of. I mean, that's kind of what Hill reminds me of. He reminds me of Shockey. The dude gets pumped off of trucking people. He's quarterback, but he gets pumped off of trucking people. He is not a quarterback. Let's just get that out of the – let's stop with this pretending. That's like pretending a certain Vanderbilt kicker actually made history by kicking a squid kick that made no sense. I'm done with this pretending society. I know I just offended some people, but she didn't kick the ball but 10 freaking yards and a ridiculous kickoff that made no sense in the point of game. Look, it was a good squid kick, though. It's off my chest. It was a good squid kick, though. That's been annoying (laughs) It wasn't me either. <laughs> yeah, she made history because it's the first female kicker, regardless of quick squib kick or or not. It was just the fact that first female playing in a men's league of football, not the lingerie league, but actual college football. <laughs> actual college football, regardless of the kicker. I mean. That's the history part. That if she would have come out and kicked a field goal, that's what I wanted to see. Honestly, yeah, we good. But you trotted her out there. Listen, listen to anybody that knows football. You trotted her out there, down. I can't even tell you how many points to squib kick it. For what reason? You didn't want to get hit. Worst case scenario, they return the they return the kick and she's the last person to sit there and tackle. But I will say this much though: if you're a so- soccer players are not soft. Busted her down. Look, soccer players are not soft regardless. They're not soft, so she might be able to actually take a hit. Thank you, Scott Belcher. Scott Belcher was with me. It is BS. That look, if you would have come out and kicked the field goal, if you would have come out and kicked the ball off like a normal coach would have sent out instead of trying to get publicity, I'm sorry. I'm not playing the, the PC game. 
I'm not I'm not doing it tonight. I won't argue with you. I won't argue with you. All right, let's get back to NFL before I get Facebook bans me or something for talking bad about it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we'll hit the last one. Easiest schedule in the NFC is gonna be the Packers. They got to followed up by Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans, and then the Bears, whose butt they always kick anyway. I'm sorry, Bears fans, but yes, it happens. Packers do. They they own y'all. They own y'all. They bought y'all at a thrift store and said, here goes two cents. You belong to me now. <laughs> yeah. um, Packers, they got a pretty easy road. Yeah. But uh, I guess the hardest one would be – well, next easiest one is going to be the Seahawks. So the Rams, like I said, they got their work cut out for them because the Seahawks play the Giants, the Jets, Washington football team, Rams, and then follow up the 49ers at the end of the season. <laughs> I got nothing to add to it. I got nothing. COVID has killed college football this year, and it's killing the NFL, man. I swear, it's this is trash. It's yeah. been a trash season. It has. Both ways. It has. It has. It, it definitely has. I mean, honestly, if anybody's trying to sit there and predict it, I know ESPN's going to do their whole prediction of what's going to happen with the playoff race and the thousand of possibilities that can actually happen. But if you're a sports fan and you sit there and even watch any type of football whatsoever, kind of like college, you know it's going to be Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame in the playoffs with whoever else fills in, maybe Ohio State if they make the six to eight games like they're supposed to do. Other than that, these playoff rankings are not going to change too much unless something drastic happens. Like Green Bay loses Aaron Rodgers. Um, Kansas City just happens to lose Mahomes or – whatever else. I mean, it's not going to make too big of a difference. These standings are not really going to change. There's a few games that are toss-ups, but this is literally what you're looking at. This is how it's going to be. The standing on who's between one and seven may flip around a little bit, but who's going to the playoffs? No. Yeah, I agree with that totally. It's not going to be any – yeah. No. But, I mean, as far as this week goes, that's pretty much all we got on NFL this week. We compressed it down. We had to get y'all y'all's college in because we left y'all hanging. So we had to get y'all's NFL in. Also, couldn't leave y'all hanging back-to-back weeks or back-to-back days. Just a heads up for next week, at least on the NFL side of it, we're going to take a deep dive into two divisions, teams. So eight teams, we're going to take a deep dive into those two, those eight teams. We ain't going to take forever, but we're going to give you our perspective on what them teams are lacking, what they may need, and what their chances are of repeating possibly in the future. And then we'll continue on with that one probably for the next couple weeks till we get rid of all of them. I'm pretty sure Sam's going to go in deep on the Rams. <laughs> no doubt. Yes. Yeah. As we wrap to wrap up, I just want to shout out to the basketball schools since we can't play football no more. FSU, we got that basketball win out the way. True. True. At least I got something to look forward to with college, with college, with college basketball at least. They need to play. They canceled the, the March Madness last year anyway. Yeah, and that was some bull crap because Florida State would have won. Debate your mamas. Florida State would have tore that, that, that tournament up. Jayhawks would have got them. Man, you crazy. Florida State was killing everybody they played. Yeah, just like they killed their own football team. Hey, we sold our souls. <laughs> we did something in 2013, and it's caused a bad juju ever since. I don't know what Jimbo did to win that national title, but we did something. <laughs> true, true. I root for the Buckeyes, but I will say this. Don't get mad at me, any of my Buckeye fans, if you're actually watching. But when it comes to NCAA basketball, don't ask me why I'm a Jayhawks fan when it comes to basketball. But I root for my Buckeyes regardless. Why don't you just say it? You're a bandwagon fan. No, I'm not bandwagon. 
I rooted for the Jayhawks forever, though, as far as basketball went. I can't explain why. I just like – when I was little, I just liked the way they played. I liked their offense. I just liked the way they ran. Jayhawks are always the top five team in basketball. Just go ahead and say, Sam, I'm on – I still root for my Buckeyes regardless of the fact. Well, look, we got plenty of room at FSU basketball. If you want to come on over, you want to cheer for us, we'll let you. Nah, I don't want my house to burn down underneath me. We're going to win. <laughs> Facebook froze you again for talking blasphemy. <laughs> no FSU. No, never that. Never that. Yeah, Facebook got you again. It was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, sir. <laughs> Facebook won't let me do nothing. <laughs> It's hating on each night. <laughs> but, yeah, we might hit y'all with a little bit of basketball. That's that's on the come up, feeling a little bit of it. I mean, don't worry. We got some extra stuff still coming for y'all. Football season ends. does not mean it ends. No, no. We got the draft. We got recruiting. We got signing day. We got all kinds of good stuff coming. Yep. So just stay tuned. And at least for Thursday, hey, this, this wraps up our Savage Sports Podcast, unless you got anything else left, Sam. No, just appreciate everybody that's listened. Uh, it, if you didn't catch the full show, you can always find us on iTunes and Spotify or whatever you listen to podcasts on. We're on every brand. Yep. Uh, yeah, just give us good ratings if you do listen. Uh, leave some feedback. Anything we can do to change it, make the show better, just let us know. Yep, that on YouTube also. Subscribe. Hey, let us know. What y'all want to hear, we'll tailor to it. Unless it's something funky like, Ray talking about Alabama all the time. We're not going to do that. Nobody wants to hear Alabama all the time. The only thing Alabama that I like is Forrest Gump. (laughs) I couldn't keep a straight face for that one. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Janae. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, one more. Something just jumped up and bit me right on my butt talk. <laughs> You're retarded, Griff. Possibly a little bit, a little bit. I can't. <laughs> but definitely tune in on Sunday. We'll hit y'all up with our NCAA football and NFL recap and everything in. Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to stick to our college or NFL. If something does pop up again, hey, we'll post it up on Facebook so that way y'all can see. That way we ain't leaving y'all hanging, all right? I apologize for that when I did not update everybody for that part of it. But other than that, hey, appreciate everybody tuning in, everybody watching. Share, share, share. Like, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you can't. (laughs) Everybody have a good night. We'll see y'all on Sunday. Peace.